episode of the Honest as Another podcast. This is my second solo episode and I'm really excited about doing these because I've gotten some really great feedback and it seems like you guys are excited to learn more about me and I'm excited to tell you more about myself I guess but uh, yeah so what's been going on this week like the last two weeks in this house have been stressful to say the least we've had covid tests and my daughter had croup and we've just had like so much sickness go through this house so much working from home and not going into work and like I'm sorry if you haven't done it yet this is a PSA like <laughs> getting your child a COVID test sucks sucks so so badly but I mean it is what it is it needs to be done it was for the safety for the, all of us and I needed to know what was going on with her so I mean it has to be done but it sucks so anyways I'm really glad that we're coming to the end of all of that everybody was negative you know it's just like a bit of a headache now and there's a lot of hoops to jump through and I think just as parents we're all getting a little bit frustrated and I understand the whole process of the entire thing it's just like as the parent it's so much it's so much falls onto us and we have to take time off work like the stress of taking them there is horrible and then on top of it they're just not well so they're not sleeping well we're not sleeping well the stress of your child having a fever and everything else like I don't know just right now I'm finding being a parent when your child is sick is hard enough and then right now it's like a thousand times harder and you know it just so anyone who's listening if you are (laughs) in this realm of illness like we are I feel your pain so bad so one of the things that you know I got a lot of questions about was why did you start the podcast and I'm not sure if you've seen my recent post or not but honest as a mother has officially turned one October the 5th I launched the podcast and it has been a freaking wild ride and The podcast has been so well received and it's been so much more than I ever thought it could be. The response has been amazing. We are almost at like 10,000 downloads and I like literally cannot believe it. I cannot believe that someone has listened to my podcast 10,000 times. It's mind-blowing to me. Well, there's more than one person, but you know what I mean. So I thought that was like a really great question to start with and the reason I started the podcast was because I felt so I just felt so alone as a mom so we're gonna go back to 2016 when I gave birth to Connor and I I felt so prepared and like I literally hate myself when I say that because now I feel like there's nothing that can prepare you for motherhood but yet I think we think we're so ready because I don't know we know we're not gonna sleep very much and 
you know, we bought all the things for the nursery and we've got formula and diapers and breast pumps and like clothes and all of the things. But like, do we really ever know what's coming for us? Like, is anyone actually prepared for motherhood? I feel like no. So I always say, I feel like motherhood slapped me in the face and that is just the truth. I had Connor on a Friday. I had a planned C-section with Connor. He was breech and there was no, there was no turning him. He was born at 10 pounds, 3 ounces. He had blood sugar issues when he came out because of his size. So like right off the hop, like bam, your child, it wasn't a health issue, but it was something I wasn't prepared for, something I didn't think about. And the nurses had to come in every other hour and take his sugar. And if his sugar was low, I had to feed him. And my milk wasn't even in yet, so I had to give him formula. I didn't even really have like much of a choice at that point because my milk didn't even come in yet. And so I just like already like I was planning on breastfeeding that wasn't happening yet. Um, so I was kind of I had to formula feed because he was having blood sugar issues. I didn't really have much of a choice and or so it felt that way. And then it was like, we didn't sleep because we would sleep for that hour. Then the nurse would come in the next hour and then we'd sleep if he wasn't screaming. And it was just like, holy shit, welcome to motherhood. And then we brought him home and Connor had like weeks. It was probably months. I think it was the first two months where he would start crying at eight o'clock at night. And he would literally cry nonstop. There was no consoling him. At midnight, he would stop. I would finally be able to give him a bottle. And then he'd go to sleep. And he'd sleep from like, say, 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there, to like 4 in the morning. So I could get a few hours of sleep, like a little stretch. And that happened for months for months it happened and I feel like that's another thing no one talks about like nobody talks about what it is like to go months and months without sleep like I could not believe that I could say like it had been over two months and I hadn't had more than like three hours of sleep a night and I couldn't even believe I was surviving and then like the screaming baby in your arms for four hours every single night my husband and I would like pass him back and forth because like we'd go crazy he would too he would be like you know you gotta take him because I I can't listen to him screaming at me anymore and I was the same way so we had to really work as a team and then that passed and then as Connor got older he like started sleeping really well and I finally felt like I you know had gotten the hang of things a little bit and then he went through this phase where he wouldn't sleep anymore and it was like back to having a newborn so my choice was I ended up doing sleep training and it worked really well for us but it was so hard 
And I remember it took me months to come to that decision because it took me months to tell somebody that I didn't like doing that. I didn't want to rock him. I couldn't do it every night anymore. I felt so exhausted mentally and physically, but like deep down, I couldn't say it out loud because I kept thinking, how could you not want to rock your own baby? Like, what is wrong with you? What kind of mother are you? What kind of mother will people think you are if you tell them that? And then I did say it out loud. I actually said it to my stepmom and she said, okay, so don't. And I realized in that moment that trying to navigate like what kind of mother I wanted to be wasn't working. So I navigated through the things I hated and I decided not to do those things anymore. Even if I thought it was like the perfect mom way to do things, I decided they were making me miserable and I wasn't going to do them anymore. And so that's just how I continued on with Connor. And there was like this little fire in me after I had him, especially when I went back to work and some of my other friends started having babies and I would tell them what it was really like, like what a C-section recovery was really like, what postpartum was really like, what leaking from every orifice in your body for weeks was really like, you know, what having sex for the first time was really like. All these things that I felt so embarrassed about and so unprepared about, I started telling them. I started telling my friends. I started telling anyone who would listen to me because I just felt like we are already so unprepared. I don't want another mom to go into that feeling the way that I did, like an instant failure. Then fast forward to 2018 and I have my lovely daughter Scarlett. And she is like a spitfire the moment she enters the world. I had a C-section with her, a planned C-section as well, just because of the fact that I had one for my first one and it was so close together. So I decided what was best for me was I was going to have a planned C-section. Still to this day, I think it's so weird that when you have like a planned section, you know, like the day and the time that you're going to have a baby. Like that's the freakiest thing ever. So I have Scarlett. Recovery is so much better this time because I think maybe I knew what to expect. So that helped me a little bit. But then, you know, I again went into this realm of motherhood with such an expectation of I'm ready. And again, I feel like somebody ripped the rug out from under me and I fell flat on my fucking face. And this time I couldn't get up. So I had thought to myself, you know, Chris had taken eight weeks off, so I had him home for two months. I literally thought we were going to kill it. I was like, you know, we've already done the newborn thing. We've already done the sleep deprivation. You know, we've already done feeding and changing and like, you know, we won't be scared of breaking her because we, we didn't break on her. And then I would get through the night and I would get to sleep at like 4 a.m., And then Connor would wake up at six and it's almost like I forgot he was there because I was so consumed with her needs that when he would wake up in the morning, it was like, oh my God, you like, how, how are we going to do this? How do you stay up all night long with a crying newborn and then stay up all day with a toddler? So I should mention too, 
Connor also stopped napping like crazy, crazy early. Yes, I did quiet time. I did everything I possibly could, but the sleep when the baby sleeps, it literally did not happen for me. And um, as a lot of you know, because I've talked very openly about this, but I ended up with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, and it manifested as anger. And it wrecked me. It stole my mat leave. It stole, like, just like a huge piece of me that sometimes I feel like I'll never get back but also I feel like maybe that's a good thing there's a lot of there's been a lot of healing but I like lost that that confidence that I had after I had Connor I lost all of it I felt like all over again I can't do this I can't tell anybody this I was struggling so bad with like just like terrible thoughts like I was really regretting having another baby I felt like why did I do this I was so content with things the way they were and now everything's like a dumpster fire and that was because of these crazy expectations I had and again because nobody told me nobody told me everybody was like oh I had four kids you'll be fine you know I had three kids you'll be fine you'll adjust, you'll get there. And then because Chris took time off with me, everyone was like, oh, you're so lucky that you're going to have your husband home with you. So I think in my head, like I thought this was going to be so much easier than it was. And again, slap me in the face. Like you were not ready. This, this is like, just, it's hard. And that is why I started the podcast. I went to therapy and I told my therapist a few times, actually, that I had been following some moms on Instagram, and one specifically was Anupa King, and she had a baby around the same time I did, and she was talking about postpartum depression, and a lot of her posts really stuck with me. They hit hard for me. And I just followed her because I was like, I feel like she is inside my head, pulling the words out and putting them onto Instagram. And I thought she was so brave and vulnerable and I needed her. Um, I hope she listens to this episode, (laughs) but she doesn't realize how much she impacted me to do this. So um, I had told my therapist about her. And she was really moved by how much healing I had by being validated by Anupa's posts. And so she said to me, you know, I think you should start a blog. I think you should start writing your feelings out and talking about it online. And I think you validating other people's feelings will help you. And I think it will also heal you. And so I was going to, but like the anxiousness in me was like, oh, what about my grammar? What about this? What about this? What about this? And then my husband reminded me that I don't know how to shut up. (laughs) And he said, why don't you do a podcast? And that is literally how it was born. I just was trying to think of a name. 
and I love good F-bomb. So, honest as a mother seemed pretty fitting for me. And I have just grabbed this mic and talked to all of you about my feelings and my children and my family and my marriage and, you know, everything that always feels like it's a mess because it is but so is everybody else's and that is what I want everyone to know when they listen to this podcast is you can see the picture perfect pictures on Instagram and they're going to make you feel really shitty but to get that picture a mom lost her shit she almost divorced her husband or wife (laughs) and she had to bribe her kids or threaten them And if you come across another page and you feel like less than because they don't do screen time or they're doing more crafts or they cook organic or everything else, like, don't. Don't allow yourself to go there. Just remember, we all have really great days and we all have really hard days. And if you have a lot of hard days, that is okay. And you are not alone when you come here to the Honest as a Mother podcast. You are on my team and I am here to hear your stories and share your stories and tell you about my feelings and my family and my poor, poor husband who gets raked through the coals sometimes. But you know what? That's life. And I think that's a huge piece of motherhood. And I think just being honest and talking about our feelings and letting other moms know they're not alone. I feel like that's a huge part of our job as moms is to support one another. So I hope that my podcast supports you in any way that you need. And before I sign off, speaking of honest as a mother, I am almost closing in on my honest as a mother book my book is almost full i need a few more chapters filled i am inviting you moms any of you listening if you feel like you have a story to tell or you want to validate another mom's feelings like i do you want to bring awareness to postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, if you want to be an advocate for other moms and just normalize the shit out of this really difficult thing we call motherhood, please reach out to me. I think this book is going to be incredible. I think this book is going to be like a staple baby shower gift. I want us to give this book to future moms and be like, if you ever feel like you're having a hard time, read this book. There will be a chapter that you relate to. Maybe not every chapter, but there's going to be a chapter in this book for every mom in the world. And I cannot wait. I have teamed up with Courtney from Lead Her Publishing. We are doing this together. And It's going to be really, really amazing. And I'd love to have you be a part of it. So, you know how to reach me on Instagram at honest 
dot as dot a dot mother underscore dm me reach out i am so excited to hear from you all and you know happy birthday on us as a mother and i really hope that you enjoyed this episode and i'll talk to you next week see ya Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you.